Just a reminder, you can subscribe to this show through iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Please consider leaving a review on those services if you can. This episode was originally recorded on Monday, August 17th. And while they still haven't announced any new Adult Swim originals, new updates are still being released by Adult Swim Canada, so follow that on social media if you want the latest information. Anyway, I'm Jesse Betteridge. Welcome to Zonin Canada. Joining me today once again is Carl Olson, also known as Nerdcore Rapper Ultra Kleistron. Hi, everybody. And joining us for the first time, somebody who has been wanting to come on the show for quite a while now. He's a animation storyboarder, Corey Barnes. Hey, everyone. Uh, so the main topic of this episode is going to be uh, Adult Swim, specifically how Adult Swim just kind of doesn't seem to work outside of the United States for some reason. And the two the two of you have some fairly direct connections to Adult Swim. Corey, you've worked on a few shows for the network in the past, right? Yeah, I um I was a storyboard artist slash supervisor slash board director on uh, China, Illinois for seasons one and two. And I also worked on season three of Super Jail. And um, I may have worked on a pilot for them. I don't I don't know if it was for them or not, but uh, that was a lot of that was during my time at Titmouse. Um, I, but yeah, I've done plenty of work for, uh, Adult Swim. Yeah. Lots of pilots were coming out of, uh, Titmouse over the last few years. Yeah. A lot of them, were, a lot of them were for Spike TV. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, you know, Adult Swim's always got pilots in development yeah, somewhere. Spike, Spike TV always, they, they always seem to want to give animation another try for some reason. Yeah. Well, they and they tell their Esquire. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Or wouldn't Spike TV become Esquire, or that's, am I confusing stations? No, that's, G, that's G4. G4, G4 whatever. Yeah. Dude, a, a dude <laughs> channel became a different dude channel. Uh, exactly, yeah. Yeah. G, yeah, in the States, G4 became Esquire. Uh, in Canada, uh-huh. we still have G4, but I suspect it's going to be gone pretty soon. Um, hmm. I, don't think, I don't think it's going to survive the big uh, pick-and-pay purge. Well, not a lot of people here miss G4. I doubt, yeah, I doubt that. But 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 Ninja Warrior. No, <laughs> <laughs> literally the only thing even possible on G4. Uh, and and Carl, you you also have a, a little bit of a direct tie to Adult Swim programming in your past as well, don't you? Yeah, I I'm I made fun of C Lab season three by the request of the creators of the show on their DVD commentary because they apparently couldn't find anybody in Atlanta who was able to come in for it. So I'm like, I have a home studio. And I can make fun of your show, and so I did. You just offered over the internet, or did you actually like? Uh, they they came they they jumped on the Tune Zone forums asking if there was anybody in Atlanta who could do it, and at the time there wasn't anybody who could who had the time because I knew I'm pretty sure that we we had board members who were there, but otherwise didn't have the interest or guts or wherewithal to do it. And I'm like, we well, you know if you don't mind sending me a tape, I can make fun of an episode of your show. It's no big deal. <laughs> By the way, I, I was one of those people who wasn't interested. <laughs> <laughs> but they, yeah, they, you were there. You were there for school at the time, and you could, yeah. And I also didn't realize that years later I would be working for those guys on Archer. That's right. But they never asked Carl to come back for another commentary again. Well, they make good shows now. Oh, okay. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Good, but well, I mean, yeah, Teletoon did avoid C Lab for for how many years? Uh, we never really understood what was going on with that one. They they ran Brack and uh, well, they still run Brack into the ground. That thing, <laughs> that, that thing runs on Adult Swim Canada four times a night. Wow! Uh, but yeah, they never really uh, they never really gave uh, C Lab a fair shake, and they always ran Frisky Dingo in the wrong order. Ah, uh, it's too bad because because Frisky Dingo was great. <laughs> but they they love Archer though, so. Anyway, before we really get into the Adult Swim stuff, there's uh, just one other little uh, little thing I wanted to touch on. I went to Anime Revolution, a con in Vancouver, this past week, uh, and I, I enjoyed it for the most part. I thought it was a pretty good show. I think a lot of people are still kind of turned off from Vancouver cons just because there's so much ridiculous drama going on with that kind of thing here. There, there's kind of a con civil war going on. We got Anime Revolution and Anime Evolution both a month apart, which is... I think that kind of says it all right there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, one con collapsed, and then Anime Revolution started up. Business people who have a lot of money started a very ambitious con, and 
uh, it's it's picked up a lot of steam uh, over the past couple years. It's gotten pretty big. They focus on two things. They have the ridiculously expensive Vancouver Convention Center venue. N- not even the biggest wing of it, just kind of like the smaller east wing. And it's, I mean, it's a beautiful area and definitely a nice place to take pictures and stuff. They bring in lots of high-profile guests from Japan. And that's, you know, where a lot of their focus goes on is just kind of accommodating these guests. And uh, uh, if you're from outside of Vancouver and you've been curious about the con, I'd say it's safe to check out at this point. Uh, just know it's, you know, guests focused and they might nickel and dime you for a lot of bullshit they were charging extra for the concert which was kind of bullshit i think oh i was was also i i was gonna say carl also they uh they they didn't have those itashas this year oh no yeah well i think i'm gonna guess they sold them i i hope i hope they sold them with the rap still on and somewhere around here in the lower mainland is somebody driving around an anime revolution 2014 yep (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't think like, it, was, it wasn't year specific was it i don't know but yeah. it would be like even if it's not year specific it's just the idea that there's somebody driving around yeah. with like itishas for a anime con in vancouver oh like it's it almost it almost makes up for seeing all the all the lamborghinis and other exotics with like learner's stickers on it around here you know <laughs> you know whether people like it or not anime revolution is a convention that is befitting of vancouver for better or worse it is the vancouverist so, con yeah and, and sci-fi real estate guy was back this year like was he dressed as gendo he was dressed as gendo selling real estate in the dealers hall at anime revolution <laughs> <laughs> christ i i i love that i think it's great uh yeah to vancouver pull up pull up <laughs> uh you know the guest q a and, and all that stuff was was really good one complaint i do have about the the con is the fan panels uh they're not really interesting a lot of the fan panels aren't really related to anime and it's still plagued it's still plagued with ask a character panels which i think a lot of cons are starting to crack down on i know anime north has pretty much banned them they're leaning at an 18 plus content, uh, so I mean, if you're in the the uh, Pacific Northwest area and you want to do 18 plus stuff, AR is probably a better option than SakuraCon because they've uh, they're they've become a little notorious for being uh, uh, for for cracking down on that a little a little, a little more than they need to. Uh, still got nothing on Ot- uh, Otakuthon in Montreal though. Otakuthon has like this uh, impossible hentai sex positions panel where they try to imitate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sex positions for hentai uh, to to hilarious that's... effect. That's that is quality eighteen plus content. That's that's the kind of thing that I think that are uh, are constantly. But the non eighteen plus stuff at AR was pretty was pretty bad, I thought. Uh, but with the exception of my panels, which I thought went very well, I did uh, I did a panel on Friday about Satoshi Kone. Uh, it it didn't really attract a huge crowd, but the crowd that was there was was enthusiastic. I think I thought it went uh, went over pretty well. Uh, I also did my Adventures in Anime on Canadian TV panel, which I've done a, t- a couple times before, ma- mainly in the U.S., and, and something interesting happened there. Usually during that panel, there's a bit where I, I like to riff on Spider Riders, because, you know, it's even though it's a kid show, it's it's pretty easy to uh, to, to riff on. Uh, but I got, <laughs> I got a pretty strong blowback from a few people in the audience, uh, because, well, what do you know, Spider Riders is now actually old enough that people are nostalgic for it. I guess I have to be a little more considerate of that in the future. I feel like maybe maybe this audience doesn't need the, the, the fill-in, but they should know that like Spider Riders was a can- Canadian J- Japanese co-pro with with B Train at B Train's most B Trainiest. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. It's it's kind it's kind of like a Canadian uh, IGPX in a way, I guess. <laughs> Except not good. <laughs> I, I haven't seen IGPX. I don't really know. I mean, does it IGPX good? is. I, I liked IGPX, yep. and there was, it was obviously okay. it had it, it was it, there was definitely like effort put into it. And from what I saw of Spiders Riders, it was like you know, well, you put it this way: one was made by Production IG and borrowed animators off of a lot of top-notch studio studios as well, and one was not. <laughs> it was made by P Train. Yeah, and uh, and IGPX uh, was made for like a, a significant amount of money for, yeah. especially for an anime series at the time. They they yep. said the budget was similar to that of uh, standalone complex. I, I didn't know they put that much into it. Yeah, it de- it looks it. It definitely looks it. But uh, another funny thing about Spider Riders is that it's it's owned by DHX, who also owns Family Channel and uh, and Disney XD right now. But D- DHX has actually lo- has lost the Disney license. Chorus has picked that up. 
that means that Disney XD is going to be be kind of high and dry in the future. Uh, it's a, it, apparently they're rebranding it as Family Extreme, so they're probably going to be digging pretty deep in their uh, in their libraries for more content. So we might see Spider Riders make a resurgence on Family Extreme in the near future. I think I think that could be something to look forward to. I'm going to have trouble taking that name seriously. Family best- Extreme. No, that's terrible. I was thinking you were going to talk about <laughs> Spider Riders, which the best part was in the promos for it was inconsistently called Spider Riders or Spiders Riders. Shit. Like, <laughs> plural. I thought, I, I thought you were just doing that for... No, like... no, no. That was from an ad. That was from an actual ad run for it. Spiders Riders. Not even kidding. I mean, when Inuyasha first aired on YTV, they they, they pronounced it Inuyasha. But, <laughs> I mean, that's... I guess I can kind of understand that. That's not their show, as opposed to the show which they commissioned. Also, there's not a, there's, like, the title is Spider Riders. There's no S after spider. Like, you're you're throwing in an extra letter. It's not like Inuyasha, where you can, you can understand that mispronunciation. But it's Spider Riders, not Spiders Riders. (laughs) (laughs) One is a person who... Are people who ride spiders, spider riders. One are the people who ride spiders, spiders riders. <laughs> they, they're the riders owned by the spiders. See, we, even we're having an, an involved semantic debate over this. Just imagine yeah. how someone Some who's truly semiotic. nostalgic for the show actually feels about this issue. Yeah. I would, I would be awesome if there was a fight in the fan base over which one was correct. Yeah, like the Berenstain Bears thing, but with spider riders. <laughs> oh my god. We have we have in Universe A it was Spider Riders in Universe B it was Spiders Riders, <laughs> calling all spiders riders. <laughs> and Drake didn't do that theme song just in case anybody was wondering. Oh, that, uh... If only, <laughs> yeah, if only. I know. I'm, I'm I'm just thinking about Drake singing a song about Spider Riders. <laughs> <laughs> Got the spider riders going back to back. Well, that's the funny thing is that it, 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 like where his career was at that time, it would have it, it, no, it would have been fit. It uh, would have been totally plausible. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think he, even though he mentions Degrassi now, he never mentioned Spider Riders. So, like you never hear him rolling through the six due to Spider Rider open theme. <laughs> in in universe, I'm sure I'm sure oh. in universe C he did do the theme song. So many so many possible. No, no, he had he had Quentin Miller ghostwrite the theme song. In an awkward segue from that, the that Disney license I mentioned that uh, that DHX lost, it got picked up by Chorus, which means that they now have you know the monopoly on the big U.S. kids brands. They've got Cartoon Network, they've got Nickelodeon, and they've got Disney. This is resulting in a giant mad shuffle that's going on right now. Uh, that's going to uh, affect Adult Swim Canada. In, in, in a few ways. I, I don't know if a lot of people have been following this, but, but but Adult Swim Canada, it launched back in 2012, and it's pretty much been a huge disappointment since the very beginning. Most of its content is from no later than 2008. They did eventually air Venture Brothers Season 4. Uh, and that was considered a big deal, uh, and yet they still didn't promote it uh, on, the, on the air or on social media at all. Any even massive hits like Rick and Morty, which I should point out gets significantly higher ratings in the states than Archer does, uh, have been absolutely nowhere to be seen. And the whole thing has basically just been running on autopilot. They occasionally have some interstitials from the states, and like I said before, they they run the Brack show four times a night because they uh, maybe it's just people are nostalgic for Brack show in Canada and can't get enough of it because it's just been run into the ground so much up, up until now. Yeah, that channel is like clearly the Brack Show's biggest fan on like a global scale. I've never seen any <laughs> other channel that runs the Brack Show so much. A show that ended 12 years ago. It, Adult Swim itself, even when they didn't have enough content to program the block two nights a week, did not run the Brack Show that much. <laughs> they, I mean, Teletoon aired Brack Show before they aired Space Ghost Coast to Coast, too. So. Yeah, but that's like licensing nonsense. That's it was. Like, yeah, that's a, yeah, there's no legal issues with the Brack Show. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. But anyway, like, Adult Swim Canada, the whole block, and up here it is indeed just treated like a block, whereas in the States mm-hmm. it is a network unto itself that shares space with, with Cartoon Network. The whole block was seemingly abandoned, uh, you know, not too long after it launched. Earlier earlier this year, in February, uh, its Facebook page and its Twitter uh, disappeared without a trace or explanation. 
And that's a, a big contrast to the Cartoon Network portion, or the Cartoon Network Canada portion of the station, which is actually pretty great. It has day-and-date premieres of all the CN originals, uh, So, and they got everything. Steven Universe, uh, Clarence, Teen Titans Go, all that stuff. But uh, unfortunately, the biggest drawback uh, well, for both was that availability was really poor. Uh, for some reason, it's... Uh, it's, it hasn't been on Shaw or Rogers, so it's not available to, it's actually not available to the majority of Canadians right now who have cable. But with the changes that are going on at Chorus, due to the, due to the Disney Channel launching, uh, it's going to be reaching more eyeballs now, because, uh, there's some, there's some shuffling going on. Teletoon Retro, which launched seven years ago, is now being phased out, and Cartoon Network Canada is actually going to take its place. Which is, which is weird, because that's... Uh, Teletoon Retro is on some very basic packages up here. Teletoon Retro, I think, is actually more widely available than regular Teletoon is right now. I, I actually, I would, I would lean on that because uh, I get my my cable through my landlord, and he has the most super basic package for cable. And yeah, I get Teletoon Retro. I don't get Teletoon. I do get YTV, but yeah, I don't, I don't actually get the network proper. But I get Retro, which is great because I love watching Gem reruns. And Ninja Turtles, because that's a lot of what they run. That and Mighty Hercules. <laughs> a lot of Mighty Hercules, huh. I know. Yeah, like I, I, Jerry Beck would be in heaven because they run yeah. some. They were in some classic junk cartoons. Yeah, it, it it's it kind of sucks to see that station go, but I mean, a lot has changed since the station first launched. I mean, when it first launched, like I mean, people had not seen GI Joe or stuff like that in years, just because. The licenses, the licenses had all been tied up with 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 rights holders and toy companies and and things like that. Like the, that content just wasn't available. People hadn't seen that content in years, and it's just over. I guess just over the past you know six or seven years, it's just kind of flooded everywhere. It, you, you can see that stuff on on every streaming service. There are way more efficient ways of watching uh, of watching Gem now, uh, to, to say the least. Another thing is besides having better better carriage, it's had better like packaging and. Uh presentation than a lot of Canadian television uh, and did pretty much from square one. Like they had a real sense of presenting a retro flavor. Oh yeah, for sure. The flip clock, they had this whole flip clock clock motif initially. And even as they uh, switched up their branding in the past couple of years, still very smart, very well done. Yeah. They keep it cohesive, even though they're, you know, targeting a bunch of different nostalgic audiences at once. Yes. And, And, you know, it was, you know, a lot of people consider Teletoon Retro to be a highlight on Canadian TV because, I mean, they kept they kept it going for so long. They for kept... a while, I actually have to say it had better presentation than, like, Boomerang by, like, leaps and bounds. Well, well Boomerang, again, Boomerang abandoned the retro format, like, what, well, it's, over it's a been, decade ago. It's right? been pretty overhauled. Yeah. Um, they're, they're actually, uh, Warner Brothers Animation's producing, like, several new shows that are going to be exclusively for Boomerang, including so... that, uh, Wabbit, uh, uh, Looney Tunes show, and um, uh, a couple others that, that escaped me. I don't think that new Scooby Doo uh, show is one of them. I think that's going to be Cartoon Network. Scooby Doo is this man just to somehow like it doesn't get to be it gets to be in the main the main line. Yeah, but is he going to meet Kiss in the new series though? That's what I, I don't think so. I think so. I think that was a one time thing. Them <laughs> and the WWE. Um, but anyway. So what's actually happening here is that Cartoon Network Canada is going to take the place of Teletoon Retro and uh, inherit its incredibly wide distribution. Apparently, when they first launched that station, they 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 got incredibly cheap carriage somehow. I, I I'm still there's apparently a whole interesting story behind that. And the Disney Channel is going to kind of launch and slowly in the background because that that thing's not going to be fully formed when it first launched because it's they just got the license earlier this year. So I I can only imagine what they were able to throw together in that time. The point is that Adult Swim Canada, which is attached to the later hours of of Cartoon Network Canada, is now going to be reaching more eyeballs than ever. It looks like they're going to be making some changes, but it's still kind of unclear what those changes are going to be and whether or not they're really going to be. Uh, substantial. Just the other week, their Facebook page and a new Twitter, which still doesn't have anything posted on it, uh, mysteriously reappear- reappeared and said that uh, they were going to start making new announcements um, starting on the 17th. We don't... <laughs> so they did make their first announcement. We're, we're recording this on, on Monday, August 17th, and they did make their first announcement, uh, which was a little unexpected. It was actually a homegrown production called Night Sweats, uh, which is compilation of comedy animated shorts with live action hosts. Uh, you guys saw the, the trailer for that they posted, right? Yes, I yeah. did. What do, you, what do you make of it? I, I don't know. <laughs> um, well, my, my first thought was, uh, I don't know if people have uh, 
heard of this uh, failed Teletoon pilot called Dunce Bucket. But but I uh, if you've seen Dunce Bucket, you certainly won't forget it. (laughs) But I I was kind of reminded of that. But you know, Dunce Bucket was like its own level of of crass humor that uh, this doesn't look like it's going to be. But that was just the first thing that came to mind. Was Dunce Bucket? (laughs) Yeah, Dunce Bucket was part of that old that detour pilot program from Mm -hmm. uh, uh, seven or eight years ago now, Uh, which which was really funny because it was all you know they were supposed to put all these pilots out people would vote and then whatever got the most votes would be made into a show you know the show the show that got the most votes was actually dunce bucket the show that <laughs> should have got the most votes was angora napkin but the show that actually got the most votes was dunce bucket which was absolutely god awful yet it was <laughs> forget about it uh that got made into a show in the end oh, <laughs> which is god, uh, available terrible. on which is available on hulu here for all to see <laughs> but night sweats is interesting because it was actually being developed for Teletoon originally. It was a, a, a collaboration, apparently, between the online media site Mondo and the TV channel Byte TV, which is uh, one of those Blue Ant media stations that, that, that doesn't have a lot of advertising on it. That station is shutting down later in August, so it seems that whatever plans they had for it originally have just kind of gone out the window and they're just re-strategizing. Like I said, lots of really unpredictable stuff is going on with these chorus networks now. To me, this is just baffling. Uh, because I mean, you have this original show that Teletoon has put money into, uh, and they're they're using they're not using it to strengthen their Teletoon at Night brand, which right now is basically just living solely off of Archer, pretty much. Uh, which <laughs> I imagine that Teletoon is paying way too much money for because it's not on on FX Canada. It won't even be on FX America. Oh, uh, right, yes, <laughs> it's, it's moving to to FXX. Right. Yep. That's that's where all the animation is being ghettoized now, right? Yeah, pretty much. Including a, including a new show from the creator of Archer. Yeah, what's what's that one called again? It looked... oh, it's it's called Cassius and Clay, and it's made by Adam Reed and uh, Megan Gantz, uh, who was a writer on Community and uh, oh, Modern right. Family, I believe. Yeah, she yeah uh, she did after she got sick of working on Community. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what, what what I found interesting about Night Sweats is that it, it kind of rolls with this idea, and I mean they've been doing this on Teletoon at night as well, where it, it seems that Chorus seems to be convinced that millennials want more live action hosts like th- throughout adulthood they will they they will crave the pj treatment to all their television which is why they got that that fred at night show he doesn't seem to be a bad personality but it's just like why 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 are you making this show it, it just seems like such a an odd kind of kind of place to put your focus i i seriously wonder if some of that is is if we put enough wraparound on it we can like cheat our minutes a bit like i wonder if some of this is it's more to canadian technically through shifty accounting yeah um i i also think for the purposes of an anthology show i mean you either have very little in the way of wraparound uh, which you have an example of you know, actually a lot of examples of on like early cartoon network where you had oh canada and all the toon heads like history hi- historical animation programming that jerry beck put together for them that was very you know no hosts no cartoon hosts no nothing just you know the shorts with some vague if any context um or you kind of maybe I you know I think the other successful model of that was Kablam uh, on Nick, on Nickelodeon back in the day where you, yeah you you have these bits but they're hosted and, and brought together and whether you do that with live action uh, or not eh, doesn't change a lot I mean they seem to be going for a real pseudo Tim and Eric early million dollar extreme kind of flavor that's what it seems to, to be it, it almost seems like they kind of they they wound up with this product that was somewhere between like PJs and Tim and Eric. And just said, eh, let's just throw this on Adult Swim. Well, I'm I'm sure that if nothing else, it will be better than Crash Canyon. Because uh, <laughs> uh, which, which is still on Adult Swim. Be- getting tennis is better than, than Crash Canyon, Jesse. <laughs> it's still running on, on Adult Swim Canada right now, of all places, which is just That's kind so of... weird. Uh, was bad enough that that was on Teletoon. Yeah. And, and since I just uh, wrapped up work on uh, Family Guy Season 13, uh, I can now be personally offended by that show. <laughs> Uh, yeah yeah i don't blame you one bit i I mean people people can criticize family guy all they want but i mean like ripping off its style the way that crash canyon did i think is uh well for one thing i think it's grossly unethical (laughs) their entire approach behind that show like that Mm -hmm. that is just that is just the shoddiest kind of uh tv production imaginable i think yeah so i mean we got we have night sweats coming 
I, again, a really a really weird choice because I mean, when you're bringing in a brand like Adult Swim, I, I don't understand why you would put original content on it, especially when you have your own brand that kind of needs more content on it anyway. It just makes more sense to try and bring the actual content from the states up into the Adult Swim Canada block. And to, to be honest, I think that by the time you're all listening to this. I mean, there very well have been more announcements made by Adult Swim Canada about their their new lineup. Uh, there's been, you know, some some little little teases that have come out that suggested that there's going to be a, a big expansion on Adult Swim Canada, and that and that the the new content may very well be befitting of the new wider audience. But there seems to be this persistent problem with getting the actual Adult Swim content, and th- this goes even before Adult Swim, uh, even back when Teletoon was just running all this stuff on their late night blocks. They, they just couldn't get their hands on the stuff. And this problem, I have noticed, isn't really limited to, to Canada either. This seems to be a, a problem that Adult Swim has on an international scale. It was announced mm-hmm. just a couple of weeks ago that there's a new Adult Swim block starting in the UK on Fox UK. Uh, and it's going to have, what are the three shows? Rick and Morty. Mr. Pickles and Black Jesus. Mm-hmm. I, at the very least, I expect that those three shows are going to show up on our Adult Swim uh, as well soon. C- correct me if I'm wrong, Corey, but is this not like the fifth time that Adult Swim has tried launching a block in the UK now? Yeah, this is uh, the fifth time that they've uh, started some kind of uh, or put their programs on in the UK in some way. The first time was on CNX. They didn't call it Adult Swim, but, you know, they they ran the early Adult Swim shows like Aqua Teen and and Brack Show and C-Lab on CNX. And then uh, that network uh, crashed and burned. And uh, then the Adult Swim block was brought to Bravo. And then FX. And then uh, TCM2. And uh, now now attempt number five, uh, they're bringing it to uh, Fox UK. Um, Is is it because these networks are failing or is it just the block can't gain traction uh, anywhere it goes? I I wish I could uh, yeah. figure that out myself. Uh, this seems to be like that seems to be a, an issue with them globally. Like I know there there are some countries where there are regulations where they would not be allowed to show these shows on the their equivalent of their Cartoon Network, and that's yeah. understandable. And that's why in a lot of cases the the shows hop to other uh, networks. I don't know uh, what it's what it's on in Australia these days, for example. I think it's kind of um, split in Australia. I, I couldn't I didn't have time to do really thorough research, but apparently mm-hmm. I believe it's uh, SBS2 that is running a lot of the Adult Swim stuff in Australia right now. But a lot of it is also on their comedy network equivalent. Uh, but I was just going off of Wikipedia and that that information could be ancient. But, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, the situation is kind of a mess there as well. And there, there seems to be again this recurring theme where Adult Swim just can't seem to to stick anywhere but the United States. Uh, I mean, do you have any any idea why that might be? Do you think it's because of the content itself, or uh, just because of the way Turner operates with this kind of thing? Because this this, this isn't happening with Cartoon Network content. Their 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 push for the the daytime stuff is is definitely sticking. Yeah, and and that has stuck since like the nineties. Um, like they they have no seemingly no trouble at all getting getting like their cartoon network originals on the air overseas and that seems to be the case on their own network too like they have successfully pushed cartoon network as a brand for 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 networks internationally yeah again since the 90s like they without fail Mm -hmm. but up in canada like uh isn't cartoon network canada like actually simulcasting some of uh the cartoon network originals yes all all cn originals have uh, day and date premieres with okay so uh that's pretty good uh not a lot of Mm -hmm. networks are even still today and not a lot of networks are pulling that off i don't think that simulcasts are even happening outside of canada i think they're actually one of the few cartoon networks that you know have it nailed down that well i i can't really begin to speculate as to why i mean does Uh, it have do you think it has to do with I mean, could it have to do with just, like, the the form of Adult Swim? Like, so much of Adult Swim relies on this kind of spontaneity that, uh-huh. uh, you know, that may very well be only possible on American TV. Because American cable is so loosely regulated. Uh, yeah, the, FC- the FCC has no jurisdiction over it. 
Whereas, say, yeah, except for uh, like children's television, they oh, regulate right, yeah. uh, advertising time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, you know, when when it comes to adult programming, it's you know they can run wild with how many commercials they want to show or the content they want to show, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, yeah, I I wish I could tell. Maybe it's the fact that uh, a lot of Adult Swim's content is cartoons because I imagine like a- AMC shows and HBO shows. Like, do they get distributed overseas like with ease? I know that in the UK, at least, which is like probably usually going to be the go-to example for overseas stuff I, I know a lot of their stuff actually shows up on the various bbc networks and then some they, they're like there's no i don't think there's an hbo uk but okay. the, the the content shows up in, in different places as far as like 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 adult swim goes you you have like spontaneous stuff that i i, I mean that this is going way back but you have things like how when perfect hair forever debuted everyone thought it was going to be squid billies and yep. that whole joke is just sort of part of the character of those two shows was the fact that they they just so so thoroughly trolled the audience with that and then you have yeah. things like off the air which i don't mm-hmm. think is even going to be is even legally possible to broadcast outside of the united states because that it almost seems like that show in general is just kind of legally dubious in the united states itself just because of where they're, they're they're getting all this found content from there are like examples of uh like uh, Mike Tyson Mysteries, which is an Adult Swim original, it's it's produced and it's owned by Warner Brothers, but it actually gets like day and day premieres on Netflix, uh, at least up in Canada. Yeah, only in Canada. That's a that's a really weird case there. It's like they can't, it's like they can't figure out how to make this stuff stick in a way that that anyone outside of the U.S. is really going to resonate with. I, I do think the point where it's the other thing is is for everything for every show which. Cartoon Network might have some sort of lock, stock, and barrel rights to, and thus would be easy to integrate into the Adult Swim international lineups. There's stuff that very clearly has other production companies involved, so whether they are the ones who get to say where it goes or what writers exist um, on then uh, re-picking up for international broadcast and all this stuff, um, I think gets complicated. I think the fact that Children's Hospital now is running on Canada on much yeah, I actually didn't. Um, I actually didn't realize that. <laughs> is this, I thought it is was. It, uh... is, it, is it? Well, but the thing is that, that that's a that ends up being very that possibility. You you take a look at, for example, it's like, well, maybe we aren't going to get uh, um, Loiter Squad because it's actually Dick House Productions. So who knows who how they cut how they cut their rights for that for international or what? Um, yeah, and it, but in the case of Loiter Squad too, like Dick House Productions doesn't. Uh... Uh, own any copyrights. In fact, it actually switched over to uh, uh, Gorilla Flicks or whatever mm. Jeff Tremaine's company was in season three. Mm-hmm. But uh, the difference between Loiter, Squ- Loiter Squad is, at the end of the day, is still owned. It's the property of Cartoon Network. Children's Hospital is actually the property of Warner Brothers. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if, uh, how much a difference that makes between the two because, um, as far as I know, Warner Brothers is like the international. Uh, distri- is the one who handles international distribution for a lot of uh, those Turner properties, but I I've never I've never known or even gotten any hints of of who is the handler for like adult spe- specifically Adult Swim stuff, even though technically it is the property of Cartoon Network. So much of this stuff, the rights are divided in in very very weird ways. Uh, because you have all the like, a mess of production companies behind each of these Adult Swim shows. I, I guess. Well, I- can I interject? A lot of those "quote unquote" production companies are just vanity cards. Yeah. They don't mean a thing. Yeah, they're, they're just uh, they're uh, they're just something that like an executive producer gets to slap on the show, um, just because that's that's a thing with uh, American television. You see it all over primetime. Well, okay, but ultimately, a lot of this stuff goes through Turner, and I mm-hmm. mean, I mean, does could their wheeling the way they do wheeling and dealing on an international scale? I mean, could that have something to do with this? Because they have they kind of, they kind of have weird approaches to these weird inconsistent approaches to to this stuff. I mean, I mean, a lot of the stuff isn't even available on DVD here. Rick and Morty. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, not only is that not broadcasting up here, it's not streaming. Uh, you can't go to Best Buy or HMV and buy the DVD or Blu-ray because unlike Cartoon Network shows. You, they're not actually distributing them. You have to import it, uh, which you can do through Amazon.ca, so it's not hard to get. But, I mean, it's not being directly made legally available here at all, which is kind of ironic because it's animated here uh, by Bardell Studios. <laughs> by Bardell, yep. yep. And, and it's like, they're, 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 I, mean, they're, I, I mean, they're definitely getting a lot of people on staff for that just through their passion for a show that they can't even uh, watch legally 
until you know months later when the when the home video release is finally out. Okay. I will say, um, I wonder if I wonder if any of it has to do with the fact that Adult Swim shows are typically made in in smaller quantities than Cartoon Network shows. Like Cartoon Network will they'll order like twenty or more half hours a year of of one of their shows, whereas Adult Swim may uh, for some of its shows order like uh, a quarter of that. Well, the, um, yeah, that's the last. whole that that's the whole thing is that the I mean they're sh- they're small orders of seasons. And hmm. the epi- like the shows themselves are only eleven minutes long most of the time. Yeah, uh, which and- strikes me as this huge shift to even see like Children's Hospital is being scheduled as eleven minute block uh, as those fifteen minute slots on much, and they've got a couple of other things that are running as fifteens like uh, this fake news, you know, this uh, e entertainment parody, which I think may also be an Adult Swim thing. Or oh, is do, you know much- the na- do you know what the name of it is? Um, sh- shoot off a name, I'll probably know it. Hot package. Yeah, maybe. No, it's not hot package. It's all right. So it's not a. That's a Adult Swim's. Uh, uh, yeah, hot uh, hot package is not up here, I believe. Yeah, which is funny because it's uh, uh made by Derek Beckles of TV Carnage, and which is uh, Canadian. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Again, no. It's it, this this being an ongoing thing with Cartoon Network getting really wonderful stuff made in Canada, and then it never <laughs> seeing the light of day yeah. in Canada. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's that def- definitely that level of irony to it, but it's just it almost seems like the shows aren't compatible with the way we do TV here because I, I can I don't know how much this is true for other countries, but certainly in Canada, I mean, all these cable stations going back to the whole regulation thing. I mean, you have to have a license, you have to follow those conditions of license, and you know when you're when your broadcasting strategy has to conform to like certain codes or expectations it just it doesn't leave a, a lot of room for the flexibility and spontaneity that kind of characterizes adult swim i mean isn't that what makes adult swim different from other television networks in the states like the, the length the way the ads are set up because there's no actual co- commercial interruption during most of the shows at least the shorter ones yeah if it's it, they run uh, ads every uh, 15 minutes which is something that a lot of cable channels it, it will end uh, traditional free over the air television like gave up like at the turn of the millennium like there, I think oh, adults well before swim... that even like I remember oh, like, yeah, Nick, yeah. Was, Nick, Nick was running like I think on the three ad break thing by by the time like you know cartoon certainly by the time Cartoon Network got wider carriage Nick had already given it up which was one of the really distinguishing things was here you had uh, you know Cartoon Network not only just to the point where it's like you had the only you know basically would amounted to two ad breaks and that being awkward because then you Cartoon Network almost had to do these little the interstitials to fill time. Right, because it's you still had shows that maybe only timed out to twenty two, um, right? You know, it's, it's it's weird to think. Are you talking uh, about Cartoon Network US or Canada? I'm sorry, US, US. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, yeah. they had plenty of interstitials. Yeah. Um, I mean, they they have to fill time if the show's too short because mm-hmm. there's only so many ads they can run anyway. Yeah. That, that's the whole right. thing about Adult Swim is that it's not just about the individual shows or the content it's about the flow of the whole thing that's what that's what creates the adult swim experience and when you take the things out of context then suddenly like it it doesn't really work yeah i think i think it may be one of the issues in trying to make adult swim work internationally is that you need you can't cut any one corner and still have it work you have to have all the packaging you have to have all the shows you have to have the flexibility in saying that you know what at 4 a.m we're gonna run a 11 minute uh, opening credits parody that turns into a hyperviolent nightmare and have that just be cool. Um, you, there's a lot of, there's a lot of just, it's, it's not that necessarily any one of these things is distinctly adult swim, but the, the package certainly is, it, it, you know, is what, is what brings it together. And if you have to, you know, if you can't have all the shows or you have to make concession concessions and uh, you know, you know, having you'd almost you'd kind of have to just rebroad if you could rebroadcast the block straight, it would probably right. work. Yeah, yeah, but that that it's would very hard to make that work. Yeah, it's just like networks <laughs> in other countries, like they can they get the rights to Adult Swim, but it's like they don't know how to put it together. They don't know how the the the, the parts fit together. They don't know what it's emulating and trying to parody. I mean, you, you I mean, look at Tim and Eric. The show got distributed widely around the world, but I'm not mm-hmm. convinced that most people who watch it around the world really understood it. Because um, it's so, I think it, it, it's so I, I fixated think, on I, things that are specifically American. All this, I like, think it did really well up here in Canada, but it's only because Canada gets a huge dose of content from the states, yeah. and I think anybody else who would be have enough of an affinity 
it was anybody who would watch Tim and Eric and enjoy it probably was already somewhat of an uh, an Americanophile of some sort, even if they even if they're not getting the same dosage of American content, they're familiar culturally with its like grotesque tropes and and uh, what am I looking for? Shadow culture. Shadow culture, shit. exactly. Mm-hmm. You ha- you have to be familiar with things like you know low budget ads or, or public access TV that you know a, a lot of that stuff barely exists in Canada. Uh, but it's very prominent when you watch. It, I mean, that, that's the big difference between American and Canadian TV. A lot of the time is 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 all that weird little ephemera that's that's scattered around, and that's kind of what Adult Swim is like a kind of almost like kind of a dark mirror of. And I think that's kind of an element that other countries can't quite emulate properly. Well, there's there's definitely an aspect of it's a lot easier to, you know, it says a lot that when Toonami was in its original run. They had a pretty good. They did a pretty good job of making that work on other cartoon networks with different, you know, with different lineups, you know, different yeah. anime lineups. There's a whole, different there's shows. a whole channel in Asia. Yeah, yeah, and it, 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 like that works just fine. Like it, it's totally viable because as much as it's also again about a, some components of the experience kind of thing, um, it's still, it's still, it's still not so wrapped up around certain semiotic touchstones that you can't. Say okay, uh, we're going to take the same basic flavor, you know, cool music, great packaging, uh, really neat shows, and then, but you know, maybe a slightly different set, and then run that in a, another country. Like Toonami worked fine in South America, and it worked fine. Like you know, like you said, whole channel in Asia. This is totally viable uh, in a way that, and maybe Adult Swim, you'd almost have to, you know. You you the problem is you can't license it the way you license something like that. You have to say like you need your own Mike Lazo, who's you know can do the same sort of cultural insight and so on and so forth. And for the amount of effort that you're going to put into it and the amount you're going to change it, why are you going to call it Adult Swim? Like, exactly. Like, that's that's kind <laughs> of the whole the whole right. thing here. It's like if you're if like if you're gonna try and recreate this block, you have to pretty much do it wholesale or it's not going to work. And um, mm-hmm. I also wonder if maybe other countries just have a better dose of weird programming already available to them. Like in the UK, like you get, we've brought over a lot of the UK's weird shows to run on Adult Swim, right? Yeah. Ask- they're, yeah they're not really doing that. You. They're not doing that as much, but the fact of the matter is, is that that's kind of stuff is available there and it almost has a cultural tradition in like UK. I'd say like, that's definitely there. stuff like Monty Python and all like that, that informs the Adult Swim, you know, skewed look at culture yeah. in, in, in a way but that means like they've had that for for 50 years now 55 years yeah. now well, it's it's funny because a lot of those channel four shows like uh dark place and mm-hmm. the mighty boosh that that's also something that kind of falls between the cracks on canadian tv at least yeah no it's, it's weird that canadian tv doesn't get a better clip of uk programming because that would in some ways be easier to um, well, we we do get a better clip of UK programming overall, I would say, but we don't get any of the, the weird subver- stuff. And yet yeah, the, the subversive stuff that, well, and yet it's the subversive stuff would probably play better in Canada by percentage than it would in the states. There are certain places in the states where that stuff does fantastically. Like Seattle has always had an incredible love of weird British television, going back to the fact that the Seattle PBS station outbid the Sci-Fi Network for like season six of Red Dwarf. Yeah. You know, like that's unbelievable, but uh, you know, like you know, there are spots where that works brilliantly in the U.S., but there tend to be the more, in a sense, Europeanish in some ways spots, I guess, of America. Um, so you, it would, you'd think this stuff would, there would be an incentive to say this is reasonably inexpensive to pick up. Let's give it a go, um, especially with all the format breaking we've got here uh, recently. With you know, like much is basically a comedy network clone in the evenings now it's like yeah. well you can run other stuff it, i mean just, if you're we'll put it this way if you're gonna run children's hospital you've got sky's the limit you might as well you can get weirder yeah, every now and then uh over here tbs tries to run adult swim stuff uh they've run robot chicken they've run children's hospital and uh after a while they just end up giving up mm-hmm. yeah, so never, uh, that, that, that does never stick on tbs tbs i mean they try to basically port the whole block at one point yeah. straight yeah they did TBS. yeah that, that's another thing adult swim shows never seem to to get syndicated elsewhere um i think a lot of them aren't long enough yeah that's a length for a lot of stuff (laughs) i mean now to be fair you'd think aqua teen hunger force at infinity jesus goddamn how many episodes we still Uh, still only gotten four seasons of (laughs) yeah we've only got yeah we have four seasons of aqua teen hunger force up here and they're on like 
season 12 or whatever like, i don't even know oh, it just it just finished it's over it's just finally it's finally so you know now would be a good time maybe to <laughs> Um, yeah. uh, could, could I, I do want to bring up that uh, the one the one show that does manage to get like traction globally everywhere easily with like no problems at all is the Boondocks. Yeah, yeah. that, so, that, like, that runs Japanese TV dub. Yeah, which is amazing. <laughs> it runs. I don't know if it still runs on Animax Asia, but uh, it, it it did for a long time, and it it like pretty much any any country that has like working television has aired the boondocks now is somewhere. that on sony or is that on cartoon network though because well, sony's I, I'm so, pretty, sony's incredibly aggressive with their marketing in a way that yeah so if it's all sony it's all because it's all sony yeah no and that i mean i think that i mean that does sort of put it really back at the feet of cartoon network because there's stuff that they have that you know rick and morty they don't have enough episodes necessarily to do that yet but if they're not going to use it as a linchpin on Adult Swim canada they certainly should be able to very quickly sell it to, uh, you know, I don't, well, put it this way, considering you've got stuff that's running basically at the same time as it's running on Comedy Central. So here's Viacom making a deal such that they're getting this content to, to air in Canada very quickly. I do not see why the same action can't be made for something like Rick and Morty such that it's airing in Canada very quickly, albeit maybe not on your Cartoon Network, and maybe that's maybe that's one of the confusions now. Is like we're gonna we know that we've got coming up this huge push because we're suddenly gonna have all this visibility. We need to s- save stuff up, but even if that's been the long term game plan, they still may not know how to make the brand work because they certainly aren't making the hype work in the way that everybody who's involved in Adult Swim, both on the Adult Swim side and uh, certainly on the Toonami side, there's a sense of how to make this stuff hype and cool and engaging that's absent. Just absent. <laughs> yeah. Well, Maybe they just need uh, Jason DeMarco's taste in music. Uh, that would... You know what? And the thing is, there are can... They could even do... I mean, that's the thing. is, There's some stuff that you could actually technically cheat on or localize that, hey, there's lots of great CanCon bands that you could use to, like, have cool dope music in the background of your, of your, of your bumps. There mm-hmm. is no shortage of that. <laughs> What's really baffling with Rick and Morty, I mean, everybody knows this show is a huge hit. It it, it actually beat True Detective two weeks in a row. Yeah. Which is, like, that's brutal. That's yeah. brutal. The, you're the, like, one, the one it lost to was the finale, yeah. which is understandable why it would lose to yeah. that. Yeah, but, but I mean, there, and, you know, granted, by the time people are listening to the show, it's entirely possible that Adult Swim Canada will have announced Rick and Morty or something. But, <laughs> I mean, regardless, as of, from our context right now, I mean, there is no way that Teletoon or other networks aren't trying to get Rick and Morty. Like, but why has nobody gotten it? Like, why is, 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 is Turner just hoarding it? Why would they hoard? It almost, it, that's what it feels like. It feels like they're hoarding this content. Uh, Well, it's like it's hoarding Uh, or ignoring neither, which makes a lot of sense. Cause Canada is like, you know, it's another, uh, 10% on top of your bottom line by population. So if you can sell it for a 10th of what you already did, you added that you put yourself that much more in the black or got yourself that much more out of the red. But if, uh, or otherwise, you're trying to extort a market that, again, may only be as much as an extra 10%. Like, and if you think, like, we're going to charge you this much for it, and, like, it's not that many people, man. You can't get more headcount wise out of this. But you don't see, <laughs> but yes, you don't see this problem with other American content, though, is the thing. Like, yeah. Like Archer. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that, that runs day and day, doesn't it? When, uh, it does, or, ne- it does now. Uh, yeah. Like, I tell, I tell you, I suspect is shelling out a lot of money to run that to run that one day and date it doesn't get ratings that are nearly as good as as rick and morty uh well it does i i think kill a kill gets better <laughs> got better ratings uh, than a lot of archer episodes did and we don't yeah, get it, that it, either yeah. it, it almost seems like just within i don't know if this is a corporate turner thing or like the people who run adult swim are they only concerned about having this kind of weird subversive impact on on american tv and could it be that they just couldn't care less about about spreading it internationally. I'm not even sure if Turner's necessarily happy that they've got Adult Swim. Like, I think, <laughs> it's, you know, in some ways, like, I'm sure that this is, the, the fact that this has done so well and makes them so much money drives them nuts because it also spits, in the, like, it is yeah. a big fuck you to literally pretty much everything else they do. Um, you know, if everything else is about trying to find very specific, you know, patterns like, you know, TNT, we are drama, TBS is comedy, and we are going to fit these yeah. things into these very traditional uh, American boxes. And here's like the only thing that they've got that has any traction with millennials is 
crazy. Yeah. And, and just compl- and, and, and very directly saying all this crap that you have to put up with is nonsense. If nothing else, even if they love it, they also have to be com- just worried about like, well, then where's our next move here? Because yeah. no, 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 no next move here is obvious. Yeah. I mean, American TV is like, it's just so culturally imperialistic. And just right. and just the way it's distributed, and it just kind of becomes the default way to do television, or the default way that you look at television content in all these different even, countries. And even, Adult Swim goes against that so much. Right. Well, no, it's like I mean, the the U.S. as default, even when you're saying we're going to make it a new show for a specific audience for a specific culture, that's how Disney says, like, you know, we're not going to do the sweet life of whoever will do the sweet life but we'll set it in india and it's the same show just done in <laughs> hindi with like yeah. like, like little hindi uh you know kids instead and you're just like what but you didn't you didn't actually culturally consider anything at all you just did the same show <laughs> yeah it, and it, again, it's still conforming to that that kind yeah. of model but, yeah, no, I mean, it's like, it's, it's, it's even, I mean, I guess what I'm going to say, sometimes it's even more imperialistic when they try to be accommodating, and Adult Swim's never accommodating, and to the extent to which they were, you know, to the extent to which Adult Swim held back, it was, you know, you know what, we don't want to run any of these, these fan service animes, we're, you know, that's our art stuff, and now they're kind of even breaking with that and saying, like, screw it, we're going to run crazy exploitative stuff there, we don't care, we just, we're going to go all in, so you run Dead Man Wonderland, and uh <laughs> like it's nothing yeah um even though that i mean I, I love that show like it's the it's the right balance of violence and fan service in my book but i don't the ethic that gets you to run that i'm not sure if it exists you have if you're going to do that on a block in a different place it can't be as we're emulating something it has to be because you say that's the sh- that's the block i want to make at which point Okay, in a sense, you're of the Adult Swim ethic, but you don't necessarily have to call it Adult Swim at that point either. I also have, well, I guess this is more for Corey because he is the mm-hmm. only one of the three of us that's able to watch Adult Swim on a regular basis. I did catch a, a little oh. bit of it the last time I was in the States, mm-hmm. and people in Canada really want the content. I mean, it, it, it's kind of funny when you go on the the Adult Swim Canada Facebook page, every, every almost every post is flooded with people demanding Toonami. Uh, I mean, <laughs> even uh, even their latest one. Uh, it's like the yeah. third comment down for yeah. the announcement for uh, uh, Night Sweats. Yeah, it's like so. Why is Toonami? Yeah, well, the, I, the I, Night Sweats original show actually, in some ways, paying attention to this block by providing original content, even. But where is us just getting Naruto? <laughs> yeah, it's just funny because I think even if even if Adult Swim Canada delivered what it really should be giving us, which is you know day and date premieres of. Adult Swim Originals moving forward, which, honestly, they, re- they really should be doing it. I really hope that we're not far away from that. Uh, people are still just going to be demanding Toonami. It's, it... Yeah, until until the day it comes or doesn't come, yeah. uh, that's just always going to be on their Facebook page. I mean, whether, whether whether you want the AS Originals or whether you want uh, whether you want Toonami, and I mean, I think a lot of us want both. Are people in other countries, or specifically in Canada, are we do we, do we think the grass is greener? Because, you know, you hear a lot of people saying that Adult Swim has gone down the shitter. People said people said Adult Swim was going on this shitter like a year after the block was on the air. That's true. That's true. I, I think no, that four nights a week. How dare they? It, it's so funny. People got sick of the like you know the text cards so fast. Whereas I uh-huh. still think it's like one of the most brilliant kind of novel things that that a TV mm. network has ever no, well, done. There were people. But... There were people when the text cards when they switched from the swim bumpers to the text cards. There were I remember like vividly people complaining on the Adult Swim forums. Both the, you know, like Toon Zone and then like other forums, they were really upset that they would dare change this thing. It had been around for like no time at all. But but I mean, when I saw Adult Swim, I noticed that like from 8 p.m. when it now starts until mm-hmm. basically midnight, it was mostly Fox reruns. And yeah, and, and that's still the case uh, with the like one exception here and there, like 8 p.m. Saturday, they play Dragon Ball Z Kai. Yeah. Right. Um, but, uh, and they play, and for a little bit, they played one piece at 8.30, but that didn't work out. Yeah. For four weeks. I admire that they gave it, it a chance. Uh, <laughs> I, I really do. Cause they, mm-hmm. they clearly really like that show. Uh, more people watch it at 2.30 AM. <laughs> yeah. But I, but I know like all, all the good stuff is, is pushback. I mean, I think 
really the good stuff on Adult Swim is even in the states you could argue less popular than the stuff that kind of pays the bills, which is which is the uh, the Fox acquisitions. Yeah, and in in those in that case, they uh, really behave like your your general basic cable network. Absolutely, where they uh, you know you take your big hits from uh, network television like Big Bang Theory and The Office, as cable has done since the inception of cable. And yeah. you know, put put those you know put multiple episodes, stack them up uh, in your like primetime hours, and put them in front of your uh, your big original premiere shows. Well, and, but really... in the case of Adult Swim, a lot of people refer to them as Fox shows, understandably, because the only uh, major over-the-air network that does cartoons is Fox. And even then, like Adult Swim has tried to pick up a show from ABC or NBC and, you know, the ones from the WB, but all those, uh, like lasted a season. Well, the so. only, the only, the only one of those that stuck for them was home movies. And that was because they were able to pick up that season and it was yeah, well, so they, cheap well, to, to finish it up. Well, that show was owned or is by, by the studio that made it, uh, yeah. as opposed to the network, um, soup to nuts, right. which, uh, rest in peace, soup to nuts. They, uh, yeah. just closed the doors recently. So yep. sad. So I guess, uh, I bet scholastic, like still owns the the IP home movies. Really? Yeah. I want a series of children's books written by Brendan Spall. <laughs> no, by Coach McGurk. By Coach McGurk. Here's how you get your life together, kids. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Those would just sound like that would just sound like uh like Bob Belcher talking to his children at that point. Just <laughs> basically be the advice he's giving to like Tina. No, I mean, on one hand, I'm like, yeah, there's that aspect of they very much operate like a regular network from 8 to 12. Um, yeah, to with, the point where they even with, don't have cards from 8 to 11. They just uh, have... Uh, yeah, I noticed that, too. Mm-hmm. They they do uh, these, like, visuals um, where they, like, add Photoshop. I hate to say Photoshop because it's, it's a movie. Um, After they, Effects. <laughs> yeah, After Effects in... The uh, the Adult Swim logo somewhere while they play uh, they play a uh, a beat over it, which uh, uh, like is it's either Run the Jewels, Death Grips, or something else. That's always yeah. what they use in those. Well, uh, to be fair, that 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 choice is still pretty countercultural for US TV. Just even even that little aesthetic is different mm-hmm. uh, relative to anything else you're going to see, and is more interesting packaging than what they get on Fox. Well, Fox isn't going to put Death Grips. On in between the Simpsons, that'd be amazing, but it's never <laughs> gonna happen. No, they should have. They should. They should have the Death Grips cover the Simpsons intro as one of their special guest op- openings. Just saying, that'd be great. But yeah, there, I mean, there is that aspect of they do. They do do very much do some pay the bills stuff. I mean, that's why they killed Toonami for a while because guess what? You had to pay the bills for a while to make to make things work. You know, they're oh why why did they let anime fall by the wayside? Well, honestly. For a while there, there actually really wasn't a deep library of stuff that they could have run. Like, in a sense, that being off the air for, you know, a chunk of time, let things charge back up. Like, there was a bit of, there's a bit of uh, buffer here. The industry got back on its feet um, Mm -hmm. from the production side. Like, you couldn't have, you couldn't have done it then. And there wasn't a whole lot worth airing in the late aughts, honestly. Yeah, no, there wasn't. Uh, Yeah. The like the bionics watching audience. Uh, I mean, if you haven't watched anything since, you haven't missed much. Or, or yeah. you, you, but between then and like 2012 or whatever, I, I think Modica is like when the current Mo- kind of Modica definitely kick kick things back off. Yeah, those Blu-rays still sell like in Japan. Like they keep yeah. printing Modica Blu-rays. No, no, like that's that is that is that once in a generation show they get there. Um, yeah, which I I watched that show and I I thought it was I thought it was pretty good, but I had no idea it was such a phenomenon or that it, it's being praised as one of the greatest anime series ever made. Um, it's for only like a thirteen episode, twelve, thirteen? I it's, forget. It's twelve. I mean, it, it didn't okay. it didn't completely blow me away, but it, I mean, it's an impressive show and it does resonate with people really well. Gen Urobuchi is like the you'd think he's the only anime writer ever the amount of times he's brought up like people never brought up anime writers as much as they did directors but the well he's got other stuff he's time. he's got other stuff in his his catalog to kind of justify that he when he writes it's very distinct and i think to the extent to where previously people didn't notice previously it was i think more of a uh, 
a a director border driven thing and i think he's the first writer of uh unless you're looking like people like chiaki konaka who if you know of his stuff as a writer you can pick out in a heartbeat because he's got like five tropes that he will bring yeah. up at all times <laughs> yeah or but, like uh, moto who like yeah yeah, that's another one. To, to, to it, though, I mean, yeah, to getting, I guess, us back on, on topic, you know, there are times where Adult Swim has to act like a network. So if there's nothing good in a particular medium uh, mm-hmm. for them to air, like, you know, it, it put it this way, they wouldn't air that uh, Fox stuff if they didn't, if it wasn't paying bills. Like, if it suddenly just, like, cratered in the ratings, it'd be gone uh, in a week. Yeah, and that's really one of the, the big tragedies is that Adult Swim Canada, I mean, technically everything they air is an acquisition. I, I, I yeah. mean, apart from Crash Canyon and and now uh, <laughs> Nate Sweats, but I mean, they, but they don't prioritize that content. They are they are a acquisition based company, so they would have more flexibility to if they had a, if they had this whole library than the than the American counterpart does as well. So it's just you yeah. know, it's, uh, it's just kind of being squandered. Well, it's <laughs> tough because there's there's an aspect of they could take they're in a position where they could take the half hour stuff that they would have direct out of. A, if they could have straight up access to Cartoon Network's library, if they could add to that a few smaller acquisitions, like Boondocks would probably be easier for them to air than, um, I mean, unless they're allowed to shift around some of the Fox stuff they've already technically owned. I, actually, it's, that's, that's weird because Adult Swim Canada actually, despite the fact that, you know, you just go through Sony as a separate process, mm-hmm. they have not aired Boondocks yet. Yeah, and Boondocks and... would be a great, I mean, in, in general, there's not a lot of content. Uh, on Canadian television, that is anything close to the Boondocks. Like we don't even we don't even have, like a rap lock anymore on much. No. <laughs> well, I mean even B- I, I, I mean BET is yeah, we, is just not... the it's just the American network wholesale, and it, it's, it's kind of oh. strange that Boondocks was one of the few shows we got because it's usually the black shows on Adult Swim that seem to uh, not not have the hardest time getting traction outside of the states too. Which I I'm surprised that you haven't aired Black Jesus yet because uh, one of the creators is the creator of Trailer Park Boys. Yeah, I I want to see Black <sighs> Jesus. It's so, and the, you know it, well, and that's the thing. And the thing is, there is another thing where it's like you know, okay, so you want to sell it to somebody else, but it sells itself to somebody else because you can say in Canada from one of the creators of Trailer Park Boys, and that's how you're going to tag the ad on much or wherever if you're not going to run it straight up on Cartoon Network Canada. Like, if you're not going to run it on AS Canada, well, here's how you run it literally anywhere else uh, that runs comedy here, and yet absent. <laughs> um, I know uh, earlier I, I asked if you wanted to bring up any other, like, anime-related stuff like Toonami. You know, everyone always gravitates to Toonami, <laughs> like, whenever this the topic of Adult Swim comes up. Like, like you see it on the, the Facebook page. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, I, I still believe that there's proportionally more demand for anime in Canada in a lot of ways, just because yeah. the the whole culture kind of developed differently. And there's, there's been nothing for so long that there's just going to be more of a, more of a thirst. And I, I do honestly think that there's enough room in this country for two networks to run an anime block. It would be nice to have any. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, I guess it's a, <laughs> I guess really that's the thing though, is, is like, here's, here's the real tragedy of, of, of adult swim Canada is there's actually a pretty damn low bar being set for it just day and date stuff and honestly you wouldn't even have to it would be great to have it packaged as tsunami but if they just made use of any of that time at all to run anything that was yeah. a an adult anime show it would be considered incredibly welcome and and it, and it would be in it would, because it's such a vacuum yeah. for that well, content sorry if i could point out quickly um one of the things uh is that uh, you know Toonami in the states? They they run a series of different shows, obviously, and every now and then they've they've run movies. But one of the things that uh, Jason DeMarco has actually admitted was that uh, they have tried to get those DC animated movies, but Warner Brothers, another Time Warner company, wants too much money for them, and they do not care that they are part of the same company. Meanwhile, up in Canada, like correct me if I'm wrong, but pretty much all those movies air on. Uh, Teletoon. I is believe it? Teletoon at night has aired pretty much all of them at this point. Yeah, so so they do have the money for those. Yeah, but they're, they they prioritize acquisitions a little differently, so mm-hmm. or completely yeah. differently. So, well, and I think there may also just, be like a very there may be an incredible difference in the price that Warner is asking Cartoon Network, knowing what they have in their books versus Teletoon. Unfortunately. Yeah, that's a good for point. Cartoon Network. Yeah. Um, you know, there's an there's an aspect there of, and I've heard this from all you know this. I've heard this for a long time. 
out of people who say, you know, why isn't Cartoon Network getting this X done with in in synergy with name Time Warner related thing here? And again and again, it just loops back to the corporate culture is still very much wired around. You are not a single synergistic unit. You are not Disney, which is now like 20 other things mm-hmm. all trying to work together so that you can have uh, build towards Marvel's Disney Star Wars Muppet adventure, <laughs> um, <laughs> which would probably be like the best worst thing ever. But you can never, ha- you know, there will never be uh, uh, the Powerpuff Girls meet uh, Adventure Time meet DC because the second you added DC, you could have all the Cartoon Network stuff you wanted, but the second you added DC to it, oh no. Yep. I'm sure. I'm sure the Marvel Star Wars Muppet crossover would would show up on on Disney Channel Canada, though. No problem. We wouldn't. We would never see the, uh, or the the the, uh, the Warner one would never even get made. So yeah, <laughs> the Warner one wouldn't exist in the first place. Yeah, and I mean that to, to, towards that end, that makes even international business toxic because if everything is another opportunity to you know instead of it's in a sense it's the difference between. Uh, how an established brand acts versus how a Silicon Valley startup acts. And one is saying, you know what, we may not make as much money on this, but we've grown our audience and our loyalty from our audience or our user base. And the other says, hey, we got to make every last time this, every every turn of the dial, we want a dollar. Well, guess what? One of these is going to be kind of limiting then. It's, it's a It's a spectrum. You can be on one side or the other, but trying to do both, wring every last dollar out of it, while creating greater availability and greater synergy, though you can't you can't make those work together necessarily. Um, at least at the same time, you can do it as a long term thing. Really grow your audience out, and then start being like, now we can really run ads on this. And you make your money in a different way, anyways, uh, rather than saying we're going to make it on licensing. You make the licensing, you know, license it cheap, and then try and get back end or or you know. Make it cheap so that you get that exposure, so you get people who then see your show and then buy Blu-rays and buy whatever mm. merch and crap you put out there. Like you can't, you see Adult Swim merch up here in places like Spencer's and comic book shops and stuff, but it's all people who you know probably pirated the show buying it. You know, you're making some money on it, but you're not making the money you, have you to. on it. Like yeah, stuff like China, Illinois. Like there's there is no legal way to watch it outside of the United States. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, in the states, uh, Warner Brothers is the license holder to JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and <laughs> it, uh... <laughs> which will which, which, which ironic, which will ensure we never get that on Toonami. Yep, <laughs> yep. Uh, oh, oh, the irony. Yeah, but hey, that would be a uh, that that would be a nice surprise up here. But I'm not. That would be amazing. Breath. Like <laughs> yeah. that would be that would be the if show to launch Toonami Adult if Swim. That's the anime you get. If it winds up being JoJo's, I'm. It's it's all ours. I I can picture it now. P- part four of JoJo's greenlit specifically because it's a smash hit in Canada. It'll it'll, it'll happen. I know it. New maple syrup attacks added. What? <laughs> not even not even implausible for JoJo's. Well, hope you enjoyed this episode of Zon in Canada. Thanks to Corey for coming by, and thanks to Carl not only for appearing but for providing all the music on this show. All of it is taken from his EP Packet Flood, which you can find at ultraclystron.com. You can reach me on Twitter, at Canada or through the contact form at zonan.ca. Best way to support this show is to spread the word, so if you know anyone who might like it, recommend it to them if you can. As always, see you again!